1: It's a love. It's a of Yad O'elam. Oh, Hashem Yishmar Tzischa.
0: J.M. in the A.M., Yankee Lemmer with that amazing Mimkomcha selection here at J.M. in the A.M. It's a good song, huh? <laughs> it certainly is. <laughs> that is a good song. Uh, before that, you heard Shlomo Katz with Yismichu, Ki Malachov. I've been playing that a lot from Mordecai Shapiro, his brand new CD. Shia Berkowitz off of Zmiros All-Stars, volume number two, with Baruch Kel Elyon. Muggin Avos, that's done by Shalsheles, and from Regesh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. JM in the AM at 6.33, 27 minutes before 7 o'clock on this Friday, April the 8th, day 29 in the month of Adar 2, the year 5776. Tuf and Vav. It's Erev Shabbos Parshas Tazria, One Parsha this week in terms of the Torah reading. Uh, it's also Parshas Achodesh. All right. So I guess two Torah readings, but you know what I mean. Not a double Parsha. Parshas Achodesh. And it's Erev, and it's, and today is Erev Rosh Chodesh Nisan, which means tomorrow, On Shabbos is Rosh Chodesh Nisan. And that means three Torahs for tomorrow as we have um, the regular Parsha, Rosh Chodesh, and Parsha Sachodesh uh, all together tomorrow. And um, a rare occasion of three Torahs being taken out during our Shabbos service. Candlelighting at 7.08 on this Erev Shabbos and Erev Rosh Chodesh. 7.08 is candlelighting time. A lot of synagogues begin earlier than that. Make sure you know when things start where you are. 44 degrees outside with uh, 65% humidity. Winds are west at 14 miles per hour with gusts up to 24. Partly cloudy and a high temperature of 51. Then tonight, partly cloudy, a low 36. Tomorrow, rain. I didn't realize it was supposed to rain Shabbos. Tomorrow, rain with a high temperature of 43 degrees. Is that it? Wow, rain in 43. Boy, oh boy. Uh, Right now, we've got um, 80 in Yerushalayim. Oh, that's the way to do it. 80 degrees in New Uh 43 here in uh, Jersey City, as we say good morning at JM in the AM. Well, thanks for tuning in. I thank everybody who was uh, tuned in yesterday during our live lunch. I mean, through the entire day, of course, with the live lunch, uh, which emanated from Gourmet Glot, courtesy of our friends at Manischewitz, uh, out in Cedarhurst. That was a, a bunch of fun. We want to take this opportunity to wish a very, very special Mazel Tov to the uh, Zamik, Atia, and Rube families. An unbelievable celebration last night. I stayed in for whatever I could um, in my uh, situation as an Ovel, but uh, it was it was just an unbelievable celebration last evening in New Jersey as uh, Shoshi and Kenny... I got married in the wedding that um, that we were speaking about for months. A big J.M. in the A.M. Simcha. So to Rochelle and Mark and everybody in the extended family, we say Mazal Tov from all of us here at J.M. in the A.M. It was just an incredible and wonderful night. And uh, what a way to celebrate with friends and to get together and to enjoy uh, just uh, an unbelievable Simcha. It was just incredible. So Mazal Tov from all of us here at J.M. in the A.M. 24 minutes before 7 o'clock, at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial, around the world in the web, org, and on the NSN app, and you can comment on the NSN app, and if you have a question that you want to suggest for our conversation an hour from now with Malcolm Honline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, you can do that right now by commenting on the home screen of the app. You'll see where it says, add a comment. You can do that right now. And we will see that in front of us right here at JM in the AM. (laughs) And only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world on the web, org. trying to connect to our news from Israel, which seems to be a, I don't know, not going as smoothly as it usually does, frankly. <laughs> if it works, we can, uh, oh. problems that Iceland, Iceland had after the uh... Galitzal Israel Army Radio 2pm newscast next to Jamie Dan Delaytsal <laughs> al
2: 2 time kan shibel karmi mansour in ma shakora akhab בירושלים מאשרים כי חלה התקרבות משמעותית במסע ומתן לחידוש היחסים בין ישראל לטורקיה. כתבתנו איל איל שחר. גורם בכיר בירושלים נשאר שאכן הפערים בין ישראל לטורקיה בנוגע להסכם הפיוס יצטמצמו. עם זאת נראה שגם הפעם הטורקים משדרים יותר אופטימיות מזו שמביאים בירושלים. כאן לא מוכנים להתחייב שבסבב השיחות הבא יושלם ההסכם. נותר לפרסום שמו של הגבר בין ה-40 שנעצר בחשד לאונס נערה בת-17, כתובנו רמי שני.
3: החשד כלפי דרור חיים מנהל פאב בין 40 מבאר שבע, הוא אונס של נערה בת-17 שבילתה בפאב. חי טוען כי היחסים בנים ביניהם התקיימו בהסכמה, אולם בית המשפט קיבל את בקשת המשטרה והעריך את מעצרות תוך הדגשת העובדה שקיים חשד לניצול הנערה. מעצרו של הנאר בן ה-16, החשות בהספקת סמים ומכירת אלכוהול לקטינים שבילו בפאב, הוא ערך בשלושה ימים, הפאב
2: נסגר לשלושה שבועות. ארבעה חיילי צהן נקצעו באורח קהל, לאחר שהרכב בו נסעו התהפך סמוך לשילוש בבנימין, כתבנו ענבל תמיר מסר כי שניים מהחיילים פנו לבתי החולים הדסה הר הצופים והדסה קרן. דיווחים סותרים בדבר גורלם של 175 פואלים סורים שנלקחו אתמול בשבי בידי ארגון דאש בסוריה. על פי כלי תקשורת במערב, הפואלים הוצאו להורג. מנגד פרסמו סוכנויות הידיעות, הסתייגות מהדיווח. כתבנו ג'קי חוגי מוסר כי המפעל שוכן באזור שבו מתנהלים קרבות בין צבא סוריה למורדי דייש. אתמול נלקחו בשבי 300 מאות עובדיו, כמחציתם הצליחו לברוח. Belgium has captured one of the soldiers who encarnered the attack
0: terror in Paris at the 35 years of relief didn't care, the WWF and he becameast convicted by variables with Tamborini. Finally, the blasted attack, the who the the
2: המדות פורצות דרך במסמך שפרסם האפיפיור פרנסיסקוס העוסק בחיי משפחה ובזוגיות, הופריה
0: של. במסמך שכותרתו העושר שבה אהבה נכתב שהמצפון של כל אדם ולא החוקים הוא שצריך להוביל אותו בכל הנוגע ליחסי מין וחיי זוגיות. האפיפיור הוסיף כי על הכניסייה לכבד כל אדם ללא קשר לנקיעתו המינית ולימנע מכל סוג של פגיעה בקהילה הגאה. אך דגיש שלמרות זאת אין להשוות בין זוגיות חד מינית לברית הנישואין הנוצרית. אם זאת עבור מיליארד ו-300 המאמינים הקתולים ברחבי העולם, אפשר במסמך לפורץ דרך.
2: התחזית מחר יעשה שרבי ברוב הזורי הארץ, ויתכנו גשמים מקומיים. בראשון ושני ירידה בטמפרטורות, אך יוסיף להיות חם מהרגיל. אלה החדשות שאורך עומרי רחמימוב, בצוות רון לויוד
1: Hako Shah Ha I call you ruin Katosh Kasham. I call you do, Hako Shah Kuha. I call you ruin Katosh Love. I'm
0: AM in the AM, Lipa, and before that eighth day, a golden opportunity to remind everybody that Sunday night um, for United Hatzalah of Israel, it'll be uh, Lipa, eighth day, and Jay Leno. Yeah, Lipa, eighth day, and Jay Leno. Could you imagine that? They are all together on um, a Sunday night for United Hatzalah of Israel. You can go to the web, eveningforisrael.com, eveningforisrael.com for information, and get your tickets. Lipa, eighth day. And Jay Leno. Erev Shabbos Parshas Tazria. Erev Shabbos Achodesh. It's Erev Rosh Chodesh Nisan today, which means it'll be Rosh Chodesh on Shabbos. Three Torahs tomorrow. Candle lighting at 7.08 on this Erev Shabbos. 7.08. A lot of synagogues begin earlier. Make sure you know when things start where you are. Want to wish a Mazel Tov to the Zamik, Atia, Atiya, and Rube families. Shoshi and Kenny married last night. To Rochelle and Mark and the extended family. We say Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. It's an absolutely beautiful and incredible celebration. Mazal Tov. Really uh, an amazing night and a wonderful JM in the AM Simcha, to say the least. Malcolm Honelein coming up, 7.40 for the weekly update, or by Uden, of course, at 8.15 and plenty more between now and 9 o'clock. Plus, I'll outline for you our amazing schedule all through the day, which will include Naomi Nachman at 9 a.m. with Table for Two, and, of course, our Erev Shabbos music mix brought to you by Kedem each and every week. More coming up. Keep it right here at JM in the AM. (laughs)
1: כל כח קשים Be a she a ش هر شوفه تو وقت كل خلال كل حكواد و كلام هيدي يديم اس بوابات لمي لمي يا شطر كواد lemi كلام هيو when the club was a man, and the club wasn't M- a man, the manager was saying, You're the first one, you're the king! They knew that Kassablan was the first one always to get This is for me to be straight I don't agree on what we should not begin to realize this is me a So I am born, and the of me. I I'm <laughs> a Damn, I have a shame. I have a shame. I have a a shame. I Shabbat Kodesh, Yom Chemed Toch, Kibosh Shabbat El Mikol Ha'Adam, B'mishpat Shabbat El Yachli Zach, Kugra El Aviachish Le Amzach, Mishpat Kol Chayv Gam Nari. איכול בשמחה כי כבר רצח ומשתלחם בקירוש לבה ברומת עמים לרב טובה לחיים
0: <coughs> excuse me jam in the a.m. with Yitzchak Fuchs Menucha V'simcha, Mordechai Ben David and Kol Mekadesh Yehoram Gaon, we snuck a song from Yehoram Gaon into that set Kol Akavod, Chodesh, done by Dove Hendler on this Erev Rosh Chodesh Nisan, it'll be a Shabbos of Parshas Tazria, Parshas Achodesh and Rosh Chodesh, three Torahs tomorrow Yaakov Shweki's Ma'min Sim, Mordechai Shapiro and Kol HaDerek. Yosef Wartelski and company with Me'en Olam haba from Raza the Shabbos. Amen. Candle lighting at 7.08 on this era of Shabbos. Many synagogues begin earlier. Make sure you know when things start where you are. We're two weeks away from the holiday of Pesach, our big Pesach products program will be on the 19th of April, the Tuesday before Pesach here at JMAM. So circle your uh, circle that date on your calendar. So you're all set with your questions for that day, the 19th, 11 days from now. United Hatzalah for Israel with Jay Leno on 8th day and... Uh, Lipa, tomorrow night, excuse me, that's Sunday night, Sunday night at the Jazz at Lincoln Center in New York City, to benefit the United Hatzalah. Uh, concertforisrael.com or just search United Hatzalah of Israel and you will get all the information you need to know regarding Sunday night. As as of last night, I think there were some tickets left. did not sound like too many, but uh, it did sound like there were some still left, so I guess you might have some luck today with that if you contact the people at the main office. I want to thank our friends at JewishWorldReview.com, JewishWorldReview.com, continuing to recommend to their readers our incredible live stream at jmnam.org on a regular basis. I want to thank OnlySimchas.com. They continue to utilize our content for um, their incredible brand-new news feed, which is uh, so much more than just all the simchas and all that great news that you get to hear from OnlySimchas.com, but a lot of interesting stories from around the world as well. So a big thank you to onlysimplest.com. It is much appreciated. Malcolm Honline is with us. He is executive vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. He joins us for the weekly update every Friday at 7:40 Eastern Time. Mr. Honline, welcome back to JM in the AM.
4: Thank you. Good morning. Good ere Shabbos. Shabbos.
0: Everything. Yeah, it's a big one, huh? Big one. The month of miracles. Is about to begin. The month of redemption is about to begin. We need both. We certainly do. Senator Bernie Sanders, who's running for president of the United States, was criticized by the Anti-Defamation League concerning his remarks in a Daily News interview. He characterized Israel's response to Hamas shelling of Israeli citizens as "quote disproportionate" and exaggerated the casualty total in Gaza, a war provoked by Hamas's targeting of civilians, as we know. Now, Michael Oren, former Israeli ambassador. Has denounced Sanders' remarks. First of all, he should get his facts right. Secondly, he owes Israel an apology. He accused us of a blood libel. He accuses us of bombing hospitals. He accuses of killing ten thousand Palestinian civilians. Don't you think that merits an apology? And he continues, he doesn't mention the many thousands of Hamas rockets fired at us. He doesn't mention the fact that Hamas hides behind civilians. He doesn't mention the fact he pulled out of Gaza in order to give the Palestinians a chance to experiment with statehood and they turned it into experiment with terror. He doesn't mention any of that. That to me is libelous. What was your reaction? to the statements by Bernie Sanders, and does it concern you that it seems he and maybe even other presidential candidates who are at the forefront at this time are not as educated about the Middle East as they should be?
4: Well, it's certainly a great concern when a presidential candidate with the platforms that he has uh, answers uh, uh, in, in states in an affirmative and definitive way that Israel killed 10,000 people, and he was challenged by his interviewer on it. And then uh, his response to the criticism, which we and many others launched about the the comment, uh, was, well, I accepted his his correction. He did not assert the correction. And I think he has yet to make his own statement uh, uh, acknowledging that, I mean, the number is just so far off, but it does tell you how uh, the media coverage would lead someone, a senator, to to a conclusion like that, and and he still seeks to justify it, um, the the nature of his comment. And I think, uh, A, he has to be educated about it. I don't know who are the people around him who are advising him on this, or if this was just his uh, reaction. But the the fact is that, that even in the discussion that he had, after the criticism he did not say he didn't take it upon himself to to apologize and to just say to correct the record and talk about Israel's you know restraint in in these circumstances
0: you know i i don't know if we did this or not and if we did it was probably early on um, i don't know if i've ever asked you about his general voting record or attitude or encounters you may have had with him in his career in United States politics. Obviously, you know, he's so much more high profile now than he was a few months ago. So it's even more interesting. Is there any insight that you can give us into Bernie Sanders? He had
4: very little contact and uh, he was not, you know, out front uh, in terms of pro-Israel legislation. Um, I think that uh, the question of his voting record will be one that will be carefully examined, uh, especially now that he comes uh, to New York and we'll see what, what he says. But, you know, he has made references to J Street inclusion. J Street is the people he consults, and uh, Jim Zogby and others. that sort of didn't give many of those who heard it a great deal of confidence. Yeah. But um, um, so he, he he really was not that uh, that visible. I think your your uh, statement about it is a reflection of uh, of his activities over those that period
0: or lack thereof, or lack thereof. Um, The, uh, how interesting is it that New Yorkers statewide, and I guess New Jerseyans at some point as well, will actually have a role in nominating candidates from both parties? Usually by now, it's, uh, you know, it's a done deal, so to speak.
4: Well, this is unusual, and I think it's the first time in decades that New York is really in play. I think it gives us a unique opportunity to make our voices heard, to to raise with candidates the issues, going to the events where they uh, provide an opportunity for people to be heard, and uh, to show by a turnout our involvement and commitment.
0: We have a unique opportunity, that's for sure, as I look up. Uh, New Jersey is June seventh, so you know I guess less of a chance to have a real influence, but you never know. In this election uh, this
4: season- year, it's impossible to predict. But New York certainly is in play, and that's April nineteenth. Yeah. And I think people should, you know, take advantage of the opportunities that are presented now.
0: A year after he, this is the New York Times. A year after he struck the outlines of a nuclear deal with Iran, Secretary of State Kerry finds himself confronting a new challenge from Tehran. While it is observing the nuclear agreement to the letter, its missile launches, arms shipments to Yemen, and involvement in Syria have, if anything, accelerated. Kerry arrived for a meeting of the Arab states this week with the objective of reassuring them with an array of plans for new missile and cyber defenses. Instead, he found himself disputing the argument of one leading diplomat from the UAE at Tehran. Today is, quote, as dangerous as ever. Now, you've pointed this out to us many times about the fear throughout the leadership of many Arab states when it comes to Iran, a fear they can't always publicly express. Kerry gets there. Is it only the UAE? Are, 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 are others also expressing concern to him? Maybe, not as, maybe in, in not as open a fashion as they are?
4: Well, first of all, the, the UAE ambassador, whom I met recently, um, issued that uh, op-ed as an expression of uh, frustration. You know that's not something that, A, the UAE normally does, or Arab states normally do, which is to take their differences to the press, but I think it's a reflection of the frustration that is felt not just there, but in Saudi Arabia and Kuwait and in, in most of the Arab world, in Egypt, to, from Egypt to Morocco, from in all the countries that we meet with, Muslim countries, not just Arab countries, and, of course, in other places as well. Yeah, there is a, a strong expression of frustration about disengagement, about um, feeling it's not a priority, feeling that uh, we have let Iran get away with too much, and and it's just not, it's not just the things that that the, uh, he cited in in the op-ed uh, piece that he did, but there is a, a, a litany of the activities that Iran consistently uh, engages in. The U.S. Navy I- intercepted just a few days ago another weapon shipment from Iran to the Houthis, which 1,500 Kalashnikov rifles and uh, mortars and many other uh, items. This is, I think, the third shipment that's been intercepted, so we don't know how many actually got through in addition to that. Uh, and that's a direct violation uh, the, of the Security Council resolutions on, Ye- on Yemen that's supposed to bar, and, and Iran specifically. But but it goes beyond that. Iran's involvement in, in so many issues, uh, the aggressiveness in the region the expansion of its activities, and civil activities uh, in South America, the recruitment drives they have going on there, the, um, which we should talk about because it also involves uh, ISIS recruitment now in in South America. But Iran's activities cover uh, such a wide range of um, activities, and and the feeling is that we we continue to give in, or we don't uh, hold Iran to the to their word and you saw that there was a parsing of the spirit and the letter, uh, I think, by the president.
0: Well, that's what I wanted to ask you, because even in this article, when it discusses missile launches and arms shipments, is it it still accurate to say that they're observing the nuclear agreement to the letter? Is it still, those things are not included in any way?
4: That's a very interesting point, because, and a question I raise all the time, and and I ask them, are you saying there's a firewall between the nuclear program and all the other activities, right. And the Ah. answer is essentially yes, that they judge compliance with JCPOA, the deal that was reached on the Iran nuclear program, separate and apart from uh, the other areas where there are separate sanctions, by the way. And we do have, and the United States is applying sanctions and even coming up sometimes with new sanctions on the missile program or on other suppliers. um, You know, that, that, uh, Provide weapons or, or technology uh, to the missile program, but the missile program is moving ahead. They launch missiles that they did not pay a price. There, the United Nations, you know, other than the discussion, did not really um, come up with any program or any any kind of um, punishment that one one would say fits the the crime and, and the violations. And now the talk of giving European countries, for instance, access indirectly to American, to dollarization, as we called it, and we discussed it a little bit last week, and that issue came to the fore again this week. Uh, the it, it administration tried to define it down, and it's not as was originally suggested, but it's still a, a, a reward to them to facilitate trade, and the United States says, well, this is part of our commitment, You're living up to our commitments in the deal that we demand. They do we have to but the others look at this and say, well, this is a backdoor way for them to get access to the dollar that, that a lot of European companies wouldn't conclude the deals or even if they signed deals didn't actually implement them because of fear that they would be subject to sanctions and and uh, and punishment. I think European banks have paid about fifteen billion dollars to US in, in fines for various violations over the years. So the you know, it's not a hypothetical
0: concern. Right. So but but you, but you said even the other even the other aspects of this, not necessarily the nuclear program, are subject to sanctions, right?
4: Sure. And the, the, there's an international uh, task force on financial issues that includes China and Russia, and they voted unanimously for uh, to put it uh, indicating the risk uh, for terror financing, et cetera, from uh, Iran and North Korea, with heavy penalties. Uh, for poor in- enforcement, etc. So, um, and and Iran is not lessening its aggressive behavior. We see the Iran commandos now being sent to uh, to advise the Syrian government, and they announce all these things. It's not as if they yeah. they are doing it behind the, the scene. That they, they do it almost in a challenging way uh, that uh, you know the other countries in the region look at this and say you know we've given them a blank check we haven't but their behavior would certainly indicate that yeah. and now you have the sale of the sukhoi 30s to by russia and russia's saying they're not going to back off of it the united states said we're going to go to the security council because it is a violation in selling uh, these are these are prohibited weapons uh, the united states say the Russians say they're not prohibited so, we could be in line for another conflict over
0: this, so how does the Secretary of State calm these countries down, especially if our you know leader in the White House you know essentially has his back you know he keeps making statements as you said earlier that uh, you know parsing words and you know essentially you know glossing over the fact that they may be violating something
4: Well, I think that the the first thing is is taking more seriously the perception of the countries in the region that while what we're doing and the intention of what we're doing is is meant to, to achieve a result that uh, would be beneficial, the, the fact is that the perception of this, and in the Middle East, that becomes more important than reality. Right. And yeah. those who haven't should read uh, out, uh, I.B., the ambassador from east up uh, ed piece. Hmm. And you can get a, a a real message, you know, the regional aggression, the provocations, the... All this behavior. Now they're on the front line of the receiving end of this, and then they see Iran getting 100, 150 billion dollars, et cetera, and um, their role in Yemen, the the, the um, getting the new new planes, and they say, you know, there's something wrong with this picture. So the Congress has begun to act. There are a lot of bills that are floating around, a lot of things that are being proposed: additional sanctions, renewing the sanctions, the Iran sanctions act. Um, that is an expression of um, the concern and, and, the, and the response to the behavior. administration says, look, we did not change anything. We're implementing what we agreed to in the original deal.
0: Right. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. round the world on the web, jmdm.org, and of course on the NSN app, Malcolm Holmline is with us. He's Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. People are fascinated, rightfully so, with the Panama Papers scandal. I think money laundering and, and, and that kind of activity always fascinates people. Uh, what's the ripple effect? And, and there was mention of somebody from uh, a past administration in Israel who may have been involved. What's the ripple effect in the Middle East of this, uh, of this scandal?
4: We've only begun to see the tip of the iceberg of, uh, of the scandal if everything comes out. In fact, there could be uh, many, many Israeli companies who were involved with this, and that's not necessarily a legal activity. The money laundering charges is only if they didn't pay taxes, if they hid the money or they used this as a way to escape. Many people, you know, set up these kind of uh, accounts uh, not from what money laundering or, or other legal purposes, but to be able to do business abroad, to do business in foreign currencies. Uh, so if uh, people had accounts there and sold businesses, made the trades, whatever, and reported it to the tax authorities in their countries, then it's, it's not a violation. This company itself has a very checkered history, and I think much more will come out. But they were involved in a, in a case defending uh, against uh, somebody who tried to claim uh, Nazi looted art. Right. Um, there are others who say the origins in the company go back to that period, uh this is all stuff that will come out, but but I think there are a lot of Israelis, but more importantly, a lot of the leaders around the world. You saw the mm. prime minister of Iceland had to resign, and David Cameron had to acknowledge that he and his wife made money from an account that his father had had there, but he said that he paid taxes and did nothing illegal.
0: Wow, unbelievable. Uh, another Turkey reconciliation deal going on with Israel. Uh, hard to keep track exactly where they are, <laughs> week to week or month to month. Uh, what is the latest on that?
4: Uh, I think it's still very problematic. There are negotiations uh, going on. They they were on on Thursday and on Friday. At uh, uh, Thursday, uh, meaning yesterday, our time, and uh, was supposed to continue. There's still differences. Uh, for instance, the presence of Hamas representatives. Uh, Erdogan refuses to call them a terrorist organization. He said to us that they are a political party, know, a resistance movement.
0: I mean, both so, par- both parties, according to the media, said after the next meeting the deal is going to be finalized. You're saying that that's likely not going to happen.
4: Well, they said it a long time ago, too, and I said and, and I met with Erdogan last week, and uh, when his responses on those issues did not indicate that he had changed his mind. And that really, for Israel, is a critical issue that you can't have. Uh, these guys operating. Now, it could be that they will limit their activities, and uh, even if they don't officially ban them, there could be some compromise uh, on this. But now, the the difference is that Turkey needs this deal with Israel, maybe more than Israel needs this deal with Turkey. Israel has um, budding relationships in the region, certainly Greece, Cyprus, etc., in the Mediterranean basin, and, and Turkey is more or less cut out. Because in part of its relationship or lack thereof with with Israel, also it's under siege from Russia. It's uh, feeling the pressures from the war in Syria and from the Kurds, and so the rela- reestablishing the relationship with Israel and the you know with its tourism industry decimated, Israelis made up a significant part. Nothing like the four and a half million Russians, but very significant for a small country. So uh, for. Many, many reasons. It's in his interest to to try and reach an accord with Israel, and Israel has certain principles that it feels are are really essential. And one of them, and, and it already apologized, it paid compensation. So he wants to put ships outside of Gaza to generate electricity. He wants to open up the border to bring in all sorts of building materials. Israel's shut down the cement supply because, again, the, Hezbollah, the uh, Hamas was diverting it. And using it for the tunnels and the and bunkers and all sorts of other activity.
0: Yeah, well, if if Turkey was not more desperate than Israel to to get this deal going, then they wouldn't be sitting at the table to begin with, right? I mean, there'd be no reason. We see what we see what's happened over the last six years.
4: Right, he would not yeah. he would not be negotiating. And you saw it the Mavi Marmara, right. and then the threat to have another ship going, but but he's contained it. And the fact is that during the terrorist attack, he was very good. The, the president himself ordered that all services be provided to the Israelis who were killed and, and wounded. Um, and maybe, you know, the terrorism brings people together, but, if, you know, we also have a big Jewish community there to worry about.
0: Yeah, no question about that. Um, uh, the uh, the head of the PA, Mahmoud Abbas, is ready to to move forward to pressure the United, the United Nations for a resolution condemning the settlements. And this could happen in the next few weeks, right? I know the prime minister has come out with a statement that this would harm Whatever peace process that still exists, uh, how likely is it that Abbas will pursue it
4: I think it's it is very likely I think he he wants to force the issue uh, I think the French backed off at least from what they told me of the support for a resolution, and so they they are not seeing the kind of uh, uh, groundswell of support uh, uh, there may be you know the Russians won't support him or others. The United States has not taken a position. And again, because it's more of a hypothetical, we don't know what's going to be in the actual text of of uh, what they're going to submit. It'll probably focus on settlement policy, which will make it harder for some of the Europeans, maybe even the United States, to veto or to, you know, to maybe to abstain, or maybe they will say that, you know, that uh, hopefully they will uh, come out against it. Uh, but again, we don't know what the text is. He did say that he was prepared to talk to the prime minister, and he went on Israeli TV to proclaim it. It's interesting, he didn't do it on PA television. And Netanyahu very cleverly said, okay, I cleared my calendar. Any day you want to come, I'm mm-hmm. here waiting for you. I'm mm-hmm. available to you. And, of course, he doesn't want to negotiate, and he keeps putting obstacles in the way of negotiations. And they did it again this week, which did not get much coverage where they... Uh, uh, listed all the preconditions that they would place on uh, on negotiations, including, you know, declaring it into settlements and other things. And and the principles that he wants are going to be difficult if they're going to consist on the right of return, with, if it's going to be a limited definition. It's one thing if it's <coughs> going to be what uh, some of the Palestinian leaders continue to assert. not going to help.
0: You know, it's funny. The other day I was thinking to myself, you know, the, the the five people that are still in this presidential race, which of them, if not all of them, <laughs> will pursue a Middle East peace process, will try to pick up the ball and get the two parties to the table again? And I guess there is no reason to suspect that, that any of the five would not, right?
4: Well, I don't know that. Uh, it, I think there are very big differences in the way the five would approach things, but the, the you can't impose a Middle East peace. It's a lesson. Every president comes in thinking that they could do it by dint of their personality, the force of their, you know, their prestige, et cetera. And, in fact, you can't impose peace. We can't do it in Syria. You can't do it anywhere any results if it doesn't come from within. If it isn't organic, it's not going to last. And if, uh, you, you can't come in when, when uh, uh, people make demands, as we saw from, I think it was Ericot this week, of the preconditions and setting conditions for, for the talks that are, are impossible for Israel to, to agree to. And why would they agree to, condi- to, to conditionality in advance of the talks? And when you see all that's going on in the region, I mean, we are going to have so many priorities of, of hot conflicts. The Palestinian issue continues to simmer and it hopefully be resolved. But we have really hot situations going on in Syria. You see the the Russians sending uh, commandos in. You see the the uh, fact that they they didn't really withdraw from from Syria. They realigned, but they keep their bases. We see that uh, uh, you know others are are asserting themselves, and we see changes. You know that there there are no Syrian troops anywhere on the border between Israel and Syria in the Golan, even on Mount Hermon. There are no more Syrian army. They were all. Um, they left, I think, there in the winter and other places since, and except for a uh, small presence in, in uh, Kunetra, no Syrian soldiers uh, on the Golan. Right. The, you see some of the other terrorist organizations that have tried to encroach on, on it, and something Israel obviously has to watch uh, uh, very carefully. But that situation is, is, is not uh, simmering down, it's changing. There are Reorientations in terms of fighting, but ISIS um, may have uh, been set back a little bit in Syria, but now we see them reemerging in uh, in Libya and even in South America, where, as you remember, I talked a long time ago about the the tribes, the wayu tribes, and others that even ten years ago, Hezbollah had converted, and and right after the, the conversion, he tried to blow up the U.S. embassy in Caracas. But that was Venezuela-based, and now it's expanded. But we see ISIS going after uh, in, in Mexican Mayas in Mexico, uh, tri- uh, tribes in Ecuador, in other countries where they're expanding their activities. And it's and of course their presence in Libya, and uh, the threat of terrorism in the Mediterranean against Europe, et cetera. So we have so many issues. There are going to be so many uh, conflicts that, that could well be. Hot conflicts. That uh, that I think you know the pursuit of uh, of Middle East peace to many people is is of secondary uh, in Palestinian Israeli issue.
0: Yeah, but the
4: still on the agenda is secondary. But you know how
0: it is: the White House and the UN. You know that's all they pay attention to. That's all they pay attention to.
4: All the resolutions, we saw it again, five anti-Israel resolutions, the status of women resolution against Israel. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's almost incredible that uh, you would think with all the other Tsarists going on, but that's it.
0: to so tell the Prime Minister we really got to improve the image of Israel out there. My gosh, it's terrible what's going on.
4: Well, it's not because the Prime Minister yeah, doesn't know. care. and they know every, No, but everybody does say it. Why is Israel's PR so bad Why is Israel's PR? For one thing, two-thirds of the American people support Israel, so it's not that bad. And they get it. They see through the, the distorted coverage, which we see so much. And and maybe we can draw inspiration. You know, there was a report this week, I think, that Chinese tourism was up 43 percent this year. 50,000 Chinese came, and they're adding a new route that will bring 35,000 more this year wow. uh, in a nonstop fight from China. From India, it's up, I think, 15 percent. 40,000 uh, are coming. Moody's rated Israel A1 percent. In in as a stable economy, despite all these tariffs and stuff, you know the economy is strong, uh, the high R and D uh, proportion, which is probably the highest in the world, and um, so we can draw inspiration from some of the good stuff that's happening.
0: Too. Some major deal was signed with an Israeli company in China this week, and I and I think it was the largest one, of all. And I just can't remember. I read it somewhere. I can't remember. Well,
4: there are uh, a lot of deals being signed. Not all of them get the coverage, but there are delegations in Israel every week working on deals, Japanese, Chinese, uh, Indians in particular, but also others, um, and major American companies, of course, that have purchased a lot of the Israeli companies.
0: Uh, Hamas claims it's holding Israeli hostages, and it seems that there's finally confirmation that they have live hostages and dead bodies of uh, of other Israelis. Uh, that are being held. First of all, is this getting media attention in Israel? Is being, you know, usually hostage situations like this you know, do get a lot of attention. Maybe um, maybe there's no champion of this cause. I don't know who the family members are, etc. But is this getting any attention, is, and is it 100% true?
4: It is 100% true. There are two. I uh, think an and, 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 uh, a Bedouin and an Ethiopian who wandered across the border both, I think, have uh, perhaps some problems. Um, and they are alive. And the two who were in the tunnels in, in uh, Golden, uh, one of them, and uh, Shaul, they uh, the, they are being held. Their bodies are being held. We have, we work on it all the time through foreign leaders, through others, trying to get pressure. Obviously, Hamas doesn't uh, respond easily. They want to trade, and uh, for, for this, or they, they you know, they want to cause pain. They want to. Uh, Cause difficulties, and to, to use these as examples, but the um, there have been discussions through intermediaries about this. You know, it did get a lot of press in Israel, it consistently gets press. Uh, obviously, the families are very frustrated at the lack of movement, but I can tell you from my own direct experience and involvement in this that it's very difficult that we raised it. We have foreign leaders who, who have committed to, to doing something on it, and they come back Frustrated and saying, and we can't move them.
0: Wow, what do you make of this uh, mass ISIS kidnapping that's taking place in Syria? And is it just just a reminder that no matter what Syrian forces are doing to uh, knock down ISIS, they are they they still have plenty of strength remaining.
4: They have plenty of strength, and y- again, it doesn't take a lot. For you don't need thousands of troops to do these these kind of horrific uh, attacks and act, and. Uh, I think that people, you know, have to look at the at the um, record of ISIS uh, to see that they that although they're moving out, as I said, into Libya, to other places as well, and they expand their activities and they enlist others online and groups that that sign up uh, as um, affinity groups to to ISIS, but in in Syria itself, they control area. They've lost some of the the territory that they held but there's still a strong presence there. They all want to hold out until, you know, if there's an eventual settlement that they can get enshrined in whatever way Syria is cut up or divided. They're still being bombarded. Remember by a coalition of Europeans and Russians and Americans and uh, rebel groups, uh, Turkey, uh, have been targeting them. Uh, so, you know they, their resistance and the ability to, to stay alive. But again, terrorists don't need big numbers. Remember, they came in on those uh, um, little trucks. Yeah, that's all they had. They didn't have a plane. They didn't have a tank.
0: Are we going to see uh, as a follow-up to this mass kidnapping uh, so, some some mass disturbing videos?
4: Is that well, Of course, cool? they 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 want it. They advertise. What, they've, uh, what they do, the horrific actions, and unfortunately becomes uh, a recruiting tool for them, uh, as has been proven until now. And you see that the number of foreign fighters, uh, the increased discussion, something we talked about two years ago, maybe more, about them coming back to Europe and their ability to maneuver. And now they talk about the fact that it would take, you know, 100,000 policemen in Europe to be able to monitor all of these guys and uh, the the police forces expressing their their frustrations uh i think that there are five in america 500 or 600 people assigned to monitor returning foreign fighters the number has to be much greater eventually or now but in europe uh the i heard just in the last couple of days again assessments from top security officials how woefully Inadequate their ability to monitor and to to deal with these uh, with with the threat that's posed from these guys.
0: All right, Malcolm, you get the final word. Tell us about ISIS recruitment in South America.
4: Well, I think that this is uh, what I mentioned to you about. They're going after the tribes and the the different uh, groups, and what they do is they go into a village uh, like the Wayus and they convert the whole village. <laughs> And they use inducements, and, uh, uh, and they use uh, various approaches, uh, pressure, etc., to to get them to, uh, to turn around. And the, the fact that the governments did nothing to inhibit this activity, and now we see how it has spread to uh, at least a half a dozen countries where actual recruitment, but when it takes place in Mexico... And these groups then can become can target the United States and target American interests, then it be, brings it home to people about how serious it is. And you know we, we also saw so many other conflicts this week coming to the fore the, the, the fight in the Karabakh between Armenia and Azerbaijan, but also between Russia and Turkey, which is banking Azerbaijan, Russia took the Armenian side, but the potential for a thing like that to escalate and both sides. Calmed it down, and, and the Azeris did a unilateral ceasefire. But that's uh, a, another one of those situations. But you see also in those areas where the extremist groups are recruiting and where they're exacerbating the existing tensions, uh, and you know the the focus on very narrow areas obscures the
0: global nature. Of this threat, who are we rooting for in that one? Is it Azerbaijan or the other guys? Who are we rooting for in that one?
4: We're <laughs> rooting for peace and that they can't keep track but anymore. there's a long history to this this conflict, and it's really interesting because if you understand this, you know the history that goes back um, to to the uh, Russian Revolution. And this was this was made an autonomous region after the Bolshevik Res- Re- Re- Revolution and after the um, uh, R- Russian did the, uh, Revolution, the fall and of the Soviet Empire it was made an independent re- a republic, but it it is an enclave inside Azerbaijan, controlled by the Armenians so one day we'll have the time to go through a history of it, it It's really quite a fascinating circumstance, but it flares up every once in a while, and of course you know it's tied to also to the Armenian genocide and Arme- you know the cha- the charges which involve Turkey involve. Uh, Azerbaijan later it involves um, uh, the, uh, obviously the Armenians and and the, the Russians who have been tied uh, are actually tied to both sides and they are trying now to intercede and to negotiate a uh, ceasefire.
0: Unbelievable. Um, the the month of redemption begins tonight and as you said earlier we could certainly use it. Amen. That's for sure. Have a wonderful Shabbos. We'll speak Good again God. next week. Next week will be Malcolm's final appearance before Pesach. We will not be a uh, there will not be a weekly update on Erev Pesach itself, and there will not be one obviously on Shvi'chal Pesach. we not on the air Shvi'chal Pesach, so just realize that regarding the weekly update schedule. Twenty minutes after the hour, Friday morning, it's J.M. in the A.M. on this Erev Shabbos Parshas Tazria. Erev Shabbos HaChodesh. Erev Rosh Chodesh, which begins tonight. Rosh Chodesh Nissan begins tonight. Candle lighting seven oh eight on this Erev on this Erev Rosh Chodesh. Erev Shabbos. Seven oh eight. A lot of synagogues begin earlier. Make sure you know when things start where you are. This time each and every Friday, every of Shabbos, with great pleasure we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos,
5: everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Tazriah. In addition to Parshas Tazriah, this Shabbos is what? I call a Shabbos Kodak moment. For those that remember, there used to be a camera and a Kodak film. Shabbos Kodak moment in the sense that we take out three Sifrei Torah. From the first we will read, please God, the Parsha of the week, which happens to be Sazria. From the second we will read the Kriya from towards the end of Parshas Pinchas, the Kriya for Rosh Chodesh. This Shabbos is Rosh Chodesh Nisan. And finally, the third Sefer Torah, we read from chapter 12 in the second book of the Torah. In Shmos, from the beginning of HaChodesh Hazel Lochem, whereby we read about Pesach Mitzrayim and Pesach Doros. Let's first take a look at Pasha's Sazriya, and I'd like to suggest that there might be a common theme that runs through these three Torah, Pasha Sazria, according to the Chinuch, contains five positive mitzvos and two restrictions. And interestingly, we have in the first paragraph of Pasha Sazria not only the specifics of the laws of purity and impurity associated with Leda, childbirth. But in the third verse, you have Vayom Hashmini Yimol Besar or lasso. The mitzvah of circumcision is repeated here. And in fact, the Rambam, in his commentary to the Mishnah, in the seventh chapter of Chulin, teaches that we circumcise our sons today based upon the verse in this week's Parsha of Tazria, Looking at the Mitzvah of Mila, the Maral, who was big on noting, the number seven denotes nature, and the number eight is Lamalamanateva, that the Bris Mila on the Jewish male is another factor contributing to the special. Hashkacha pratis, the special divine providence that God has with the people Israel. This theme of divine providence, hashkacha pratis, permeates the rest of this week's parasha of Sazria dealing with what we call in English, for lack of a better term, leprosy, but the laws of tzoraas. In this week's parasha, you have the tzoraas that affects the body, and that which affects the garments. In next week's parasha of mitzora, we have the third type of tzoraas, that which affects the houses. Now the Ramban in his commentary says very strongly and we should note this that one should realize that this what we speak of Soraas, is not a natural disease but rather what is it? It is clearly Lamala Min hateva it is something which is beyond the natural understanding of man. It's something which is supernatural. Zeho in Yan, says the Rambam, Einenu beteva klal, is not within the natural order. Nor was it ever before this, regarding man, regarding on his garment, on his houses. And this is the way he explains the following... When a person has this saras, rather than go to the dermatologist, he goes to a kohen. And rather than the going, kohen is going to select any kind of medications, the kohen is going to turn to the Gemara in Eirechin, sixteen a, and there we are taught that al shiva dvarim. Sera'as afflictions come upon a person For any one of seven sinful things And the Talmud lists them as 1. Lashon hara Evil, slanderous speech 2. Shvichazdamin Murder 3. Shvuashav Vain, false oaths Four Giluy Arayos, illicit relations. Five Gasus haughtiness. Six Fegezel, theft. And finally, the seventh one is Soro stinginess. The idea being, that says the Soprano, he goes to the Kohen, because as we're taught in the book of Malachi, <laughs> the Kohen the Torah Mipiyu, the Kohenim were the teachers, were the mentors, he goes to his Rebbe, he goes to a Kohen who becomes his teacher, becomes his Rebbe, and the Kohen gets to know him, the Kohen figures out what it is, which one of these seven transgressions did he commit and he will work with him how to rid himself of this unfortunate practice. In other words, God is doing the individual an incredible kindness. He's showing incredible hashgacha Pratis, divine providence. Rather than allow the individual to stay in a state of transgression and not improve himself, God sends him an immediate wake-up call and arouses the individual to do tshuva. It's such an incredible idea of the closeness, the care, the concern, the love that Hashem has for His people. This is a major theme of Pashas Sazria, Tashkocha Pratis. The second Torah that we read is that for Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh Is a day as well which symbolizes Hashem's involvement with the Jewish people. The rabbis teach us, Yisrael Nimshulu Lalavana, the Jewish people are compared to the moon, that just as the moon waxes and wanes, and our history notes Rashi, that Fifteen generations from Avram till Shlomo HaMelech, the rise, if I can say, of the Jewish people, and it reached its zenith, it reached its apex, when Shlomo HaMelech built the first of Migdosh, and then 15 generations from Rechavam and Yeravim ben Nevat after Shlomo, till the destruction of the first of Mikdash. So not only in that respect, but in a... Another respect as well. Throughout history, the Jewish people, we wax great, and then unfortunately, there is that decline. But note, never ever have the Jewish people come to be extant, but just the opposite. When it appears that we are at our lowest God is there and demonstrates His hashkacha Pratis, His divine providence with and for the Jewish people and lifts us up, and most often in a stronger way than we were before. This is Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh is, we make the bracha, Baruch to Hashem. God sanctifies the Jewish people and deputizes to Jewish people, the Jewish people to bring sanctity into this world. And that's why when we recite Kiddush Levana, the sanctification of the new moon, each and every month, note that special prayer that we have, that incredible note of optimism, whereby we pray, Yehi Son, may it be your will, Hashem, what are we asking, Limalos Pegimas Halavana, that he should literally fill the floor, F-L-A-W, of the moon meaning that right now the moon is smaller than the sun it was diminished on the fourth day as we're told in the first chapter of creation now the one, there is a great deal of Kabbalistic and very deep Insight that's contained in this petition. But in simple English, the world is unfortunately lacking. It's lacking in its spirituality. And we're being taught that man has this capacity and commensurate with Israel. And as it replenishes, if I can use that term, and comes to a greater sense of fullness and fulfillment by itself, we have the capacity to bring sanctity into this world. And finally, the third Kriyas HaTorah is that of Parshas HaChodesh. Parshas HaChodesh, coming from chapter 12 in Shmos, deals with some of the laws that were once in Jewish history for Pesach Mitzrayim when we left Egypt that one year placing the blood on the doorpost, which happened but once in Jewish history, and laws which are for Pesach Doros, the mitzvah of eating matzah, the mitzvah of Koran Pesach, which is to be eaten roasted, which we had and please God will have in the very near future when we are privileged to have the third base Hamigdash. The theme of Yitzias Mitzrayim, as we will be... Saying and elaborating clearly two weeks from tonight, when we sit down, please God, to the first Seder, is two words, hashgacha Pratis, God's divine providence with the Jewish people, that he took us out, that he was Miher Eshaketz, Chishev Eshaketz, that he hurried and he had us work at a greater more difficult pace in Egypt in order to extricate us from Egypt as quickly as possible. The ten plagues that we recite, and the drowning of the Egyptians in the Red Sea, all this shows his intervention, his specific involvement with the Jewish people as we are told in Parashat Eschanan that a Baruch Hu extricated Goy Mikerev Goy, literally one nation from within the other one the Jewish people from the belly and the womb literally of Mitzrayim and just as a farmer who is assisting the mother animal to give birth to its young the farmer must know exactly not to tug too strong lest he harm either or mother or baby it's such a delicate surgery to remove in a careful way the embryo the baby from its mother Similarly, this was the challenge that God did in removing the Jewish people from Egypt. The common thread to all three Torah is Ashkoch pratis, is divine providence. And I believe the message for each and every one of us has to be that exciting message of renewal. Rosh Chodesh spills it out. Pasha Sazria spills God's love for the Jewish people. And Yitzias Mitzrayim, the Exodus from Egypt, shows. And the Rambam writes, the reason why we have the third paragraph of the Shema, sissis which includes Yitzias Mitzrayim. And why do we say this every single day, this third paragraph, both night and and mourning is to show that God is involved in our lives today as He was then. This has to give us, each and every one of us, Idud, uplifting, excitement. We are not alone. Someone, our Father in Heaven, does care about us. He does answer our prayers. And therefore, when we wish one another a good chodesh tomorrow, do so with a great sense of excitement, enthusiasm, realizing that each and every one of us is truly truly children unto Hashem, and as a father, as a mother, naturally has great love for each child, so is each and every one of Klai Yisrael, beloved to HaKadosh Baruch Hu Shabbat Shemayim. And this is worth the excitement, and this is the excitement of all three Torah. Shabbat shalom to all. Do that do that
1: do that do that do that do that do
2: that do that do that do do
0: a.m. at the Y Studs, here on a J.M. and a.m. Friday morning broadcast, Erev Shabbos, Parshas Tezriah, it's Erev Shabbos HaChodesh, it's Erev Rosh Chodesh Nisan, Rosh Chodesh Nisan one day, tonight and tomorrow, it is a one-day Rosh Chodesh, Shabbos is Rosh Chodesh, candle lighting, 708, 44 degrees, partly cloudy, a high 51, rain for tomorrow on Shabbos in this area, I was not aware of that, that we'd have rain, but apparently so. Mazel Tov going out to the extended Zamek, Atiya, and Rube families. Shoshi and Kenny married last night in a beautiful celebration in New Jersey. An honor to be part of it. It was really an incredible celebration. We say Mazel Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Really wonderful. Table for two with Naomi Nachman is coming up at 9 o'clock. The video will be up at the homepage of nachomsegal.com. You can watch it there. You can listen to it, of course, on all our platforms jman.org, on the stream, on the app, etc., etc. And uh, today, Naomi Nachman is going to be featuring uh, a discussion with Shifra Klein, editor of Joy of Kosher magazine, about the um, upcoming Pesach edition, the current Pesach edition, and Cooking in Heels blogger Shoshana Shushi Turin is going to be a guest of Naomi's as well. So you'll have that coming up between 9 and 10 this morning. Then the Arab Shabbos music mix brought to you by our friends at Kedem. Saturday night, Siegel, tomorrow night with our Rummy starts at uh, at 9 with great Jewish music and Rabbi Eliezer Wickler in the Torah portion of the week. Eternal Flame with Ray Jacobson at 10. Headlines with David Lichtenstein at 11. J.M. Sunday. Matas will start at 7 a.m. Eastern time with J.M. Sunday. And then, of course, an amazing array of programming. Uh, wonderful Encore presentations and more all through Sunday on org and on the NSN app. So it's a great opportunity to tune in. And here some of the great programs that we uh, continue to provide uh, to everybody around the world. Yeah. Uh, apparently the weekly update is already in the app and it will be up on com shortly. So anybody who missed the entire weekly update or after the show, you have an opportunity to check that out. And to hear the conversation that I had with Malcolm Holmine, uh earlier this morning. Reminder that Lipa and Eighth Day and a gentleman named Jay Leno in a full one-hour performance for him. Uh, coming up for United Hatzalah of Israel Jazz at Lincoln Center this coming Sunday night. That happens starting at 7.30 p.m. A lot of very excited people because it's three great acts. And... um concertforisrael.com concertforisrael.com or just search United Hatzalah of Israel and you'll get all the information you need regarding last minute ticket purchases, etc. And uh, that is happening Sunday night jazz at Lincoln Center in New York City. sure it'll be a very cool event with 8th Day with Lipa and with Jay Leno all to benefit United Hatzalah of Israel. Uh, Pesach is two weeks from tonight. We'll start to um, really rev up all the Cholamoid information starting next week. A lot of great shows have been announced already. Others, I'm sure, will be coming. So we'll do that for you uh, starting on Monday, I guess, here at JM in the AM. Uh, so make sure to uh, make us part of your daily schedule, even as the Pesach cleaning and last-minute preparations and shopping, etc., are being done at crazy hours of the day and night. We will be here to accompany you through all of it. All right. Quarter before the hour. It's J M in the A M and this comes from Khazinyanki Lemmer. <laughs>
3: In Amukim Kudesh, sitzen Lidna Roma Langtisch. Mit Ashtikel Halle, Mit Heilen Sey, Seyfahle, Mit Ashtikel Heil man Mannstadt Shabbis is a ruin farge liegen, Shabbis es tu me trink tu me Mir danken dir in Loben dir heilige Bojre wo du hast die geben, die heilige Tore denn ossan lohnu toi Mir danken dir in Loben dir heilige Bojre wo du hast die geebund die heilige Tore denn ossan lohnu toi Ihr hättet, hab es, Kreu, kommt und geht ab. Und von ihr, dich zu rösen, nicht keinen. Aribel Frag ich bei dir Gott in New, wo es wird sein, der Versuch. In der Schule, ich bin ganz kommen steht mein Vater dort beim Moment ganz allein. She's the one the mein hilf komm dein hilf kommen von ein lieben heilig nun
6: mehr.
3: Der Schaf ist Woch soll kommen zu gesundem Leben und alle Zure sollen eine Nacht weg. Wir sollen kein Gott leben. Bald gehen wir auch ruhig in unser Land, das Land von allen Giten. Ruhig werden wir alle werden beinahm, den Schabes will ich hitten. Der Schabes geht es geht weg. Die Woche soll kommen zu gesundem Leben und alle zu gesundem Anleg wir sollen keinen Gott leben. Wir sollen lieben, der Schabesküde geht am Weg, die Watt soll kommen zu gesund und leben, und alle Zurüst sollen immer noch nicht, wir sollen gerne Gott glauben. Amen, Amen.
1: Mitswo, get a merry be simple. You got a little be Loy, I got a little bit of a mit so Gitanov You No,
0: J.M. and the AM, it's a great brand new one from Mordecai Shapiro. Before that, Chazen Yanki lemmer with Shabbos Kodesh. Friday morning, Erev Shabbos, Erev Shabbos Achodesh, Erev Rosh Chodesh. Three Torahs tomorrow, big Shabbos coming up as Rosh Chodesh Nisan begins tonight. Candlelighting at 7.08. Many synagogues begin earlier. Make sure you know when things start where you are. Make sure to be tuned in right after J.M. and the AM as Naomi Nachman hosts Table for Two. J.M. on the NSN app. You can comment on the app as the show is going on, which is pretty cool. And you can watch the whole thing at com. The video of Naomi's show is up on the homepage right now at com, which is also pretty cool, I must say. Uh Tomorrow night, Saturday Night Siegel and plenty more. Sunday, J.M. Sunday and plenty more with Matis. That starts at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. And Monday morning, we are back right here at J.M. in the A.M. Time to take a shot as it's Journeys at J.M. in the A.M. My brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listen to sponsor, WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9, in the FM dial broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Wraps up another great week for us here at JM and the AM. Thank you all for tuning in. Monday morning we're back starting at 6 a.m. Naomi Nachman is next at jmtheam.org and, and on the NSN app, a table for two. Followed by our amazing friends at Kedem and their Arab Shabbos music mix all the way until candle lighting time past 7 a.m. Eastern time, 7 p.m. Eastern time tonight. Have a fabulous Shabbos, wonderful Rosh Chodesh, great weekend. Until Monday, Nachum Sigal reminding you. Remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.